0: So the big question is this. Why is it that you can have a great mission and vision, a great product or service, but still struggle to reach the quality of audience your work calls for? What is that elusive piece that allows some to command authority and make a massive impact while so many life-changing brands drawn in obscurity? That is the question in this podcast and will give you the answer together alongside the top marketers influencers and business owners in the world we will share the secrets of authority so you can unlock the income influence and impact you and your business deserve my name is vamsi panala and welcome to authority entrepreneurs hey everyone this is vamsi panala here and welcome to another episode of the authority entrepreneurs podcast Today we have Don Mamone. So Don Mamone is a relationship marketer, speaker, and educator with the core belief of people first, then profit. Don, thank you so much for coming on the Authority Entrepreneurs Podcast. Uh, Really pleasure to have you here.
1: It's absolutely a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it.
0: So I know, uh, you know, you have been an entrepreneur with certain uh, values and uh, you know, people first then profit. That's the whole message that you have been uh, passing through with whatever you have been doing inside your business. Can you tell me a little more about how this whole uh, mindset about people first then profit actually came up?
1: Sure. So uh, I'm a hospitality veteran, an artist, and an entrepreneur. And so I spent 10 years in the hospitality industry as the director of events for a variety of hotels around the country. And it was there that my key performance indicator started with something other than sales, which for a lot of people is counterintuitive. Yeah. Uh, most people are concerned with um, sort of your bottom line and conversion and lead tracking and all those things. But for 10 years, my entire responsibility was to ensure that clients were well taken care of, that we promoted loyalty, and mm-hmm. our key performance indicator were, were those things. Okay. And so when I started a business as an event photographer and wanted to open uh, my own studio, and my wife and I said, we're gonna do this thing, everything in the way we founded our business, the way that we found our clients, the way that we found our audience was through this concept of if you treat people first, the profit will come. And that's an important part of this, Vamsi, is that you it's not a correlative relationship, it's causal. If you put people first, then the profit will come.
0: I know, um, I was, uh, in fact, <clears throat> the first time I uh, kind of really introduced to you was when you were on uh, Tony uh, Caggiano's uh, show uh, inside his mm-hmm. Facebook group. I was actually watching that night and I thought, okay, so there is this guy who, uh, you know, really believe that the profit will always come, uh, but you have to serve people. So I think that's a message that almost every other entrepreneur um, in today's generation have been kind of trying to put on uh, in terms of share value. Don't worry about, uh, you know, expecting anything from what you're giving out to the world, things will automatically come back. So that's something uh, what you uh, also believe as a part of the message that you are providing.
1: Yes. And I'm so encouraged because uh, having uh, started interacting with more and more business owners and entrepreneurs as a strategist and a coach, and by hosting the podcast, uh, which is aptly named People First and Profit, that's something that we talk about a lot. There's a number of entrepreneurs that have gotten into the industry of owning their own business, not because they failed or they were doing poorly in corporate America, but because they weren't fulfilled. And so regardless of a six-figure paycheck and the comfort of a corporate job and the benefits that they were provided through healthcare and all those different things, they oftentimes would say, that was all wonderful, but there was a point at which I just no longer felt fulfilled. And there was this thing pulling at me and I wanted to go out and strike a path and become an entrepreneur. So that necessarily states basically that if they were already making money and they already had the profit, then there must be something larger at work there. And I think oftentimes what it is, is that fulfillment is a need to serve someone else, right? And so when we talk about people first and profit, the other point of clarification, in addition to it being causal and not correlative, is that profit is not just money, Yeah. right? Obviously people first and profit means there is something in your life that will come from Serving people first, that could be money through a successful business. It could be fulfillment and satisfaction and knowing that you're having an impact on their lives and the lives of the people that are their clients and their family and their things. So uh, I'm, I'm very encouraged by the fact that it seems like most people that are endeavoring upon becoming a, a entrepreneur or business owner. Are doing so because they want to also serve and they want a level of fulfillment in their life. You
0: know, doing business uh, inside the corporate world versus coming out and uh, you know doing it on your own are like two different sides of the coin. So, as an expert yourself, when you decided that you wanted to become an entrepreneur, what kind of things that had this paradigm shift inside you to ensure that people not just perceived you as an expert? but also as an authority in what you're doing. So what kind of things uh, you had to change from the the way you were putting your business in the corporate world versus when you actually came out and wanted to be an entrepreneur?
1: So first let me say that hospitality is one of the most thorough boot camps you can go through as far as learning how to uh, treat people and how to operate at the highest levels of energy and efficiency and, um, you know, people in the hospitality are in first out last, as long as it takes to get the job done. And so that was an unbelievable foundation for me. When I started the business, I think one of the things that my wife and I, uh, Emily did first was we recognized that saturation in the marketplace for certain disciplines, especially inside the events industry was immediate. So Mm -hmm. a photographer is an example. It's one of the most popular hobbies in the world. Yeah. Um, I think second only behind gardening, there's a very low barrier to entry. You can have a good camera and some reasonable skills and you can build a WordPress website and, and you're a professional, which I'm hundred percent in support of provided you do it responsibly. And so here we were entering the marketplace, wanting to pursue a passion, realizing that there was a ton of competition. So we basically decided at that very moment that we were not going to be photographers. We were going to be the Mamonis whose trade was photography and who could uniquely provide the service that that person was looking for to a point where you no longer are competing against the marketplace around you. And that has a number of benefits. Number one, in order to do that, Femce, you have to be a subject matter expert. That doesn't mean that you're right in all things. That doesn't mean that you don't have to learn and grow and change, but it means that you've spent the time to learn the trade, understand how it works as a business, and are prepared to not only answer the questions of the client, but be proactive to make sure that they know what they don't know, right? A client coming to you only knows what they know. And so you have to fill in the gaps and make sure that they know what they don't know. Yeah. And when you start doing those things, people see you as the authority, right? And so I'll be perfectly transparent with you. I don't think there's much you can do to create a place of authority Except for do all these things for the client, and then they determine that you're the authority. If that makes sense, Absolutely. so yeah. uh, that that was one of the very first things we did was differentiate yourself, both from a brand and marketing perspective, but ultimately from a sales and a, a experience creation uh, standpoint. People can't help but say you can hire any photographer you want, and that's fine. But if you really want it done right, you hire the Mamonis.
0: So. I think one of the things that you really pointed out was there are so many people doing the same thing, but if you can figure out how you can differentiate yourself in terms of how you do it differently, Mm -hmm. I think that's how people can see you as an authority and not just as an expert.
1: So that's a great distinction. And I think that the word that we use when people start to see everybody in a certain discipline as the same is a commodification. And especially when you're in a service-based business, but it doesn't, doesn't essentially matter, right? You could be selling widgets and there could be a million people in the world that sell widgets, but if you create the right brand, you share the right marketing, you are intelligent about your sales and you create an experience, you can differentiate yourself. You won't be commodified and the number of things come from that. You 100% can be seen as the authority, um, so, but you also get to a point where you start to charge premium prices and you elevate yourself outside of the market. So once again, you're not commodified based on the trade you're seen as incredibly unique and the go-to person. So, so the authority part sort of is created without even focusing on how do I become the authority? You just are.
0: Do you see a lot of people around, uh, you know, in, in whatever they are doing with, because you, you are a speaker, you have probably gone on a hundred different platforms. Uh, you, you're an active, uh, Um, you know entrepreneur who called on a lot of different podcasts so when you when you get this opportunity to interact with so many other entrepreneurs do you see they actually suffer from not being an authority in terms of their message is not taken uh, in to I mean it doesn't reach the masses otherwise if they were perceived as an authority or actually are an authority in their niche they probably can't charge in premium as much as they would have loved to charge for their courses or the coaching programs so do you see that self that kind of things happening uh, when you interact with other entrepreneurs uh, within your industry niche or even in the other industries as such
1: yeah i think i think people are doing it well but i don't think people are doing it as well as they could be and i think that the biggest struggle is when you determine the industry and the discipline in which you're gonna operate, and you try to find your niche. Part of the struggle is even in your niche, there's likely a fair amount of competition, right? I mean, you can work all day long to try to find the blue ocean, but ultimately you're probably gonna operate to a certain degree in a red ocean at one point. And in, in order to operate and succeed in a red ocean, you have to work harder than everybody else, not on client acquisition, not on lead conversion, not on ad sales, but on yourself and your business so that you can basically show people why you're unique. Yeah. And here's the struggle and, and sort of the analogy I use. If you start to dig and you turn over dirt, you're gonna find stuff. And as you find stuff, when you find the first layer or the, even the second layer, you're like, okay, great, I got it. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think people just don't dig deep enough. And so the recommendation I make, and when I coach my clients, I tell them, you gotta dig deep. Yeah. Deeper than you would ever think you'd need to deep, dig. And you got to keep digging. And when you keep digging, the more you find, the more unique you're going to be, the more well-crafted your message is going to be. And the one thing I think people oftentimes really don't recognize is sometimes it doesn't matter the size of your shovel. You can keep digging all day long, but the best thing you can do is bring a bunch of shovels, give them to the people around you. And I mean, everybody, uh, beta program clients, uh, your preferred partners, your spouse, your friends, your family, have them dig with you. And I'll bet you, you're going to find unbelievably unique things about you that are going to make you the authority and make you unique to a point where you elevate yourself from your very own marketplace.
0: Absolutely. Now, as you said, uh, you know, digging deep is what probably one needs to really go and find how much they want to explore what they are doing. And that's what I want to do on, the, on, on this episode as well. So if we could um, you know, come back on another episode whenever you have time, I would want to dig a little more deeper inside the journey, the story, your, your, your success, the kind of roadblocks that you had inside your entrepreneurial journey. So would you be happy to come back on another episode?
1: Yeah, this has been incredibly pleasant. Let's do that.
0: Sure, so uh, I'll, I'll look at your availability again and uh, blog calendar for uh, uh, a longer conversation at some point. So thank you so much for uh, coming on this show, Don, and uh, really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you for having me, it was a pleasure. Thank you.
0: Hey everybody, this is Vamsi again, and really quick I wanted to invite you to join arguably the best virtual marketing summit of the year that I hosted called the Impact Marketing Summit. So go check out the summit at impactmarketingsummit.com. I asked two comma club entrepreneurs like Steve Larson, Marley Jacks, Gabe Schillinger, Akbar Sheikh and other 30 top-notch entrepreneurs to share their virtually unknown secrets to get tons of leads and traffic to any website or funnel and the one thing that brought them from failure to success. Now I couldn't believe what I was saying. It was like I had stuck gold. Things that can take your business from just a dream to a money-making machine things you won't believe six to seven figure marketers would share at least not without charging thousands of dollars for access to their inner circles so get your access to the summit today at impactmarketingsummit.com i repeat that is impactmarketingsummit.com i will see you on the inside